0: If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify, testify. The
1: is going to open up the word of God and preach for us and excited to hear that as well so we're going to go the Lord in prayer as we start uh where'd he go uh Jason just he kind of snuck out didn't he there he is Jason come on up here open us up in a word of prayer he was trying to hide I saw him going back and forth but Jason come around open us up in a word of prayer
2: Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given to us, Lord. We thank you for this place that you've allowed us uh, to come and worship in. Lord, we thank you for these missionaries that have come this way this week and the works that they represent. Lord, we, all these things wouldn't be much without you, Lord. And we pray this morning that as we gather together around your word that it would be evident that you're in our midst, that you would speak to hearts that those who are lost would see their need of salvation today, and Christians who may have grown cold or got bitter or separated, Lord, today that they would decide to follow you, to get a little bit closer to you, Lord, and to make amends. Lord, we thank you again for this place. We thank you for the power of your word. Lord, we pray that it would do its work this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: amen. 190. 190, everybody stay. Thank you
1: that we want you to remember this. Remember tonight, choir practice at 6 o'clock. Don't forget that choir. Youth group and Discovery club. So both of them are starting back up on Tuesday. That's 6.30 to 8.30. And then also the Love and Logic class will start on Tuesday night as well. We went over that a little bit. If you've got some young uh, children and you're interested in just uh, seeing some uh, some great stuff about raising those kids, disciplining them, and just some wonderful stuff. I highly recommend this. I've taught this course, who knows how many times, right? Lisa, over at the uh, Pregnancy Center, to dads, and it is amazing. That'll be at 645 down in Basil's class, uh, and so look out for that on Tuesday night, and uh, we've got some, but remember that. Young Adults, Saturday, September the 23rd. Okay, don't forget about that. Fellowship day at the campground is Saturday, September the 23rd at 12. So don't forget about that as well. Uh, Dollar dog night, Sunday, September the 24th. That's over in the fellowship hall right after. Come and get a hot dog. Maybe there'll be some chili to put on that hot dog, right? Is there anything better than chili dog? I'm not sure. That is really, really good. I don't know. So... Come over that. Everything that you help out with that will help the youth group as they go to High Point. High Point's right around the corner so young people don't forget about that. That's September the 29th through October the 1st, okay? There's a lot of murmuring behind me. What did I say? Oh, okay. They don't like chili dogs back here, so. At noon, okay. So uh, anyway, make sure you get all that stuff together. Uh, and I really encourage you to pick up a bulletin. I was going through the bulletin, and I was like, we got a lot of stuff going on here, Uh, and it's wonderful to be a part of a church. So find the activity, find the ministry part that you can be a part of and be a blessing in that and find that thing. Also, I'm super excited about the fall festival and Trunk or Treat, uh, but we need hands to help us do that. It's going to be, uh, that's the, the Saturday right before, the 28th, the Saturday right before you know that thing that we don't talk about as Christians, right? It's on the Tuesday, right? So that Saturday right before, and I'm telling you, the Lord's opened up a door in the past for us to reach a lot of people in our community, and so we really want your help, and uh, this is just a great time, and we're going to need trunks. We're going to need people to man the different stations and the different things that are going on. So there's sign-up sheets right out there. You've got until the end of the month before that thing, or the end of next month before that comes about. But we really want to have an idea by October the 7th of the kind of involvement we're going to have. So please go sign up. Uh, It's going to be great. We're looking forward to that. Uh, Like I said, Look on here. There's so many things going on. Men's Conference, October 14th. Ladies Fall Retreat, October 13th through the 14th. The details are all in there. We're a busy church, and we praise the Lord for it. So find that place you can serve and minister, and I know it'll be a blessing to you. All right, at this time, we'll have our ushers come for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Mm Billy, would you ask a blessing on the offer? Thank you for the day, Thank
0: for opportunity this this, week. this for
4: you
3: 226, everybody stand. may be seated.
0: Day In the dead of night We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight We've all run to things we know that just ain't right And there's a better life, there's a better life
1: Say something.
4: <laughs>
1: I was thinking about it. Daryl's trying to take the microphone from me. <laughs> Shameless plug for the radio program. This next song we're going to do, I played it on the radio this morning. We still have our radio program on WXCY at 6 o'clock on Sunday mornings if you're up that early. And uh, I was playing that that's on the radio. I don't make it at 6 o'clock in the morning, so that's good for me. But anyway. Uh, And I was making it... I was sitting actually in my truck. The way things are now, we can digitally record stuff, you know. So I was sitting in my truck and making my radio program. And uh, I was playing this song. And it's just one of those things where it came right along and blessed my heart. And I thought about... I did. I thought about the uncertainty of the world, right? You know? Just your life in general. I was praying a lot for trent and marty this week and you know and was thinking about them and you know it just seems so young that marty left and and uh just praying and lifting them up and and probably how trent's world is kind of upside down you know what i mean but i also was just encouraged by that family that there was just a surety of where marty was i mean I'll tell you, as a pastor, we sit beside and visit a lot of people as they're getting close to death. And I can tell you, I've sat by some people who had a pretty good testimony and they didn't look too comfortable. They didn't look like there was a lot of peace and it's really sad, but boy, Marty was sure. She was just, she was sure. Trent was sure. Man, I'm so thankful that the Bible still says that Paul said, I know in whom I have believed in. And I'm persuaded. I'm not worried about it. I'm rock solid in my soul that he's going to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And I know we say a lot of things as preachers, but I'm glad that we can still have a sure enough I know kind of salvation. And I still think it's okay this morning to look at a congregation and say, if you don't know, there might be something wrong. Man, I'm glad to say this morning, I am sure of Jesus Christ. I know what He's done. And if there's anything in this world that I'm sure of, because really there can't be much in it. There's one thing I know. It's what Jesus Christ has done for me. You let this song be a blessing to you this morning.
5: Lord, I've had my share of doubts and fears and questions. And I've struggled so with knowing what to do. But I'm not afraid to face what is uncertain, because you've always been there let down by friends who had the best intentions. Disappointed when my hopes and dreams fell through. I have battled long because I felt forsaken. Cause you've always been there
3: Good to see him today.
6: Amen. How very true that song is. In a world when you really sometimes can't be sure of almost anything, you can be sure of the Lord. Put your faith and trust and confidence in Him. So I want to make mention of something. Uh, Helen and I, our anniversary was way back in the spring, uh, but um, we didn't get a chance to take any time off uh, then. As a matter of fact, we spent our uh, anniversary at the Mission Partners Dinner. Uh, that was the very day of our, uh, of our anniversary. And then, of course, we've been doing a lot of traveling this year, uh, but uh, none of it has been vacation. When, you're, uh, when it's 90 degrees and you're, uh, you're painting the deck of a, a boat, you're not on vacation. And, uh, and when you're going to meetings two and three times a day in Mississippi, and you gotta put up with Ronnie Bearfield too, that's not a vacation. So we're gonna take two weeks, and uh, we're gonna leave tomorrow, and we're gonna go spend some time uh, in California, and then we're gonna go to Hawaii for a full week, and then we'll be back two weeks from Tuesday. So uh, we are really, if you, If we've ever needed a vacation, I think this is a time when we really do, and we are really looking forward to it. For those of you who are interested in these kinds of things, uh, the share made exactly $30,000 on Friday, which was our goal, and uh, I told them on Friday, you know, oh ye of little faith. We set a goal of thirty thousand, and the closer we got, the the less I was confident that we were going to make it. And I was by Friday morning, I was pretty sure there was no way we were going to make that goal. I was already preparing my. Uh, we didn't hardly make it speech, but <laughs> but uh, but we did, and the Lord blessed in some wonderful ways, and we thank the Lord for that, and we appreciate everybody that participated. I also have to say this, okay? So. We, uh, we, didn't, uh, we didn't have quite as many ladies helping this year as we have had in years past with the food. And uh, it might have been that you didn't get the call early enough or whatever. But this I do wanna say, uh, as far as having a great meal, uh, our guest never knew it, that we were, we were shy. Uh, the ladies. They, they, they bragged to me over and over again about how great the food was and how much they enjoyed it and uh, how friendly the congregation was. And I told them, I said, Well, if you pastored the best church in America, you know, yeah. you, you do that too. So, but, we, uh, but I want to thank all of the ones who worked. Uh, in every aspect of the share and I'm going to tell you, the guys back that take care of the sound, all week long here, taking care of the sound and the live streaming, and no little job, not, not a little job at all, and then the ladies who worked overtime, and then again, and then Brother Jeff, uh, and uh, uh, Donnie I don't think Donnie really helped but Jeff worked hard oh no I know he did I know I'm teasing he did uh, but uh, the, they kept the building immaculate spotless every time we walked in it looked like it was a Sunday morning set for everything and so everybody just did a fantastic job and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart I really really do and uh, I praise God for Uh, for all that you did for the week and the blessing of it. And, of course, the emphasis of the week uh, now and in the future is missionaries, Uh, now that we are not only uh, the Nottingham Jubilee but also the GPA National Camp Meeting. We did have a lot of fantastic missionaries here throughout the week uh, and a very, very good uh, complement of uh, GPA missionaries here this year. I was thrilled. And one of them was Pastor Vara. Uh, and, uh, and he's a friend of ours. We, we love Pastor Vara, always enjoy being together with him, and he's going to bring the message for us this morning. So Pastor Vara, you come right on. He's going to tell a little bit about his work and his ministry. Uh, most of us are already familiar with it, uh, but then after that, uh, then he's going to open the Word of God and preach to us. God yes. bless you.
7: Thank father. you, Brother Gary.
6: I bring greetings from India, my
7: family, my wife, Soumya, Rose, and Ryan. I praise God that all my children, my wife, we're all saved, baptized, and today we're ministering in the land of India. What an assurance we have that if you die today, you're going to see your Savior. When the Great Tribulation will start, we'll be in the rapture. We'll be feasting with the Lord, and we'll be coming back onto this, onto this little earth, and we're going to have millennium, and Jesus He's going to be our ruler and he's going to rule in truth and in peace. Today, the kind of turmoil we see in the world in India is a land of 1.4 billion people. India is the largest country in terms of population, 330 million gods. The moment you take Jesus as the only way, the truth and the life, they just can't digest that. They are okay to take Jesus as one more God onto their shelves, but they're not okay to accept the fact that he is the only one. In Christ alone, we have hope and salvation. We have new life. We have an eternity. And that's why we are planted there. I'm a son of a pastor. My wife is a daughter of a pastor. We've seen the struggles my father faced. And I said, No way I'm going to become a pastor. And my wife said, I will not marry a pastor. (laughs) And today, um, we are both in the ministry with the zeal and passion to serve the men and women of India, reaching souls and uh, reaching children, teen, young people. We want to see young people in churches. I'm so thrilled to see so many young people and teens in Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church. Because these are the future of Nottingham. Baptist Church we don't know how many missionaries is coming from this pastors leaders God is going to train them up laid them up and we better pray on our knees weeping for them that God might raise a generation which is going to love the Lord with all of their heart no matter the struggle we face in the in the world the steadfast love of the now never ceases they never come to an end and I'm gonna sing a small chorus the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faith faithfulness, O oh Lord, great is thy faithfulness. He is faithful. Even when we fail again and again, he is ever faithful. He can sympathize with us. And that's why today I'm here to tell you about the work which you, are, you have done in this jubilee. I want to thank All the GPA missions team, Amy, Cindy, uh, Carrie over there, and all the people who are working behind, and all the church members who have worked for us, cooking meals, breakfast, and dinner. Thank you so much. Believe me, if no one has what is, your God has noticed that. Be steadfast, immobile, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because your little labor, no matter how little it is, it is not in vain. You're going to see the fruit of it. So you've got, you got to raise up and work even more hard and ask, what can I do more? Here is a missionary from who went to India and purchased. says, the spirit of Christ. is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to him, the more intensely missionary we become. So if you want to become a greatest missionary, you got to... Get intense with him. And the more you love him, the more you're going to, you know, the more you're going to work for him. So here is another missionary who says, sympathy is no substitute for action. It's David Livingston, he said, that you can sympathize and say pray, but that is not substitute. We're all missionaries here. All of you, every child here is a missionary. Right where you're living, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the... Uttermost. And this morning, I want to put up a question. What am I doing for the mission of God? Because the mission of church is missions and nothing else. And the purpose God planted church is missions. Once we learn to sing, once we learn to preach, once we learn to teach, once we have grown in our Christian faith, what do we do? We use all of that to do missions. The Great Commission is the great adventure of Christianity. Amen. We look for adventures. If you're looking for new adventures every day, get into the Great Commission. Amen. So I invite you to come to the land of India. 2024, 2025, before Jesus comes, if you can make it to India, please come. If God leads you somewhere, please go. But I want to tell you that we pray for the missions All over the world. Because Jesus died for all. Jesus paid paid for the sins of everyone. Jesus Christ is the Lord of all the earth. He's the King of kings and He's the Lord of lords. Amen. North America, Central America, South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and the islands of the sea. We don't want to miss anyone. We want to send our missionaries to every part. So I want to lay a burden in, your, in the hearts of your little children, your young people. Say, would you ask them which part of the world are you praying for? Which part of the world do you have a burden for? Which part of the world you are crying for, weeping for? I'm not here just to say a few words and return back because we want to be really genuine in our Christianity. I want to tell you about a story. There was a man who was looking for a job and he couldn't find a job. And he lands up at zoo. And the zoo manager says, I don't have a job for you, but we, we don't have much animals in our zoo. So I want to tell you something. I'll give you a costume. Put on the costume. It's the costume of a monkey. And uh, your visitors will come in. And you got to entertain them, you know, entertain them. Swing from s- tree to tree. Uh, first, he initially relicted, but he needed money. So he said, okay, fine, I'm going to take it. He took the job, put on the costumes, uh, you know, went on the tree, and he started, you know, swinging from tree to tree. And people, visitors came, and they throwed bananas, and they throwed peanuts, and he took them, and he ate them. After eating half a dozen of bananas, he went dizzy, while from sing- swinging to st- tree to tree, he fell down into a lion's den. And he screams at the top of his voice, help me! help me and he was trying to somebody to rescue him the lion catches from behind and he says if you don't shut up we both gonna lose our jobs <laughs> the world is filled with fake people but in church we need genuine ones amen we need people who can pray we need people who are filled with the power We need people who have the anointing. We need people who can cry, weep, and fast. We need people who can come onto their knees. We need people who can sacrifice. We need people of vision. We need people who can completely humble themselves. We don't want to brag about our theology. We don't want to brag about our talents. We don't want to brag about our accomplishments. We want to say, Lord, all that I am, all the good which is in me is only because of you. I want to be submissive to you, submissive to you. I'll do exactly what little I can play a role in the kingdom of God. Hence, when God called me from my software profession into the job, it was not easy. But I left the job. I left the job and came in. But the initial two years of my life was I was full of depression, discouragement, disappointment, and fears because when I was a software engineer, I was making a lot of money. I was at the height of my career, worked for 13 years. The Lord called me. I was not ready, but God worked it. You know the story of Jonah, how God works. You know, I was trying to postpone. God brought me in, went to Crown College, you know, went back, and today we have three churches. Some I planted, some we started as uh, home churches, three more churches, four churches as home churches. And we are working with the local people, the local leaders. Eventually, they're going to be church plans. We have worked with the teens and we work with children. In the month of May, we had a BBS for, and we gave a call. He said, I, I gave a call to all my Sunday school people, my youth leader, my youth, my young, and said, invite your friends, invite your school friends, invite your college friends, okay? Uh, invite your neighbors, relatives. and And the church was full. We do not know what to do. 300 people turned up, and it cannot seat 300 people. We we removed all the chairs, put the carpets, and made all the people to sit down. We have some pictures. You can look at them. Probably you'll have a video on the Nottingham uh, side. You'll have a link. And uh, 50% of them were Hindus. They will never come to church. But since we promoted as a summer camp, father and mother they wanted to get rid of their children for five hours no we want peace at home so they came to church for summer camp all we doing was singing about Jesus teaching about Jesus you know, all the Bible quizzes memory verse competitions reciting verses and doing all kinds of biblical activities spiritual disciplines they were earning we were also feeding them food hot dogs hamburgers we did not feed them but we fed them Indian food <laughs> and they were happy to get that and uh, we gave them physical food not only that gave spiritual for today we have children from them who attend south sunday school and same goes with our youth ministry yesterday i was at tesi Duell's church they were doing an auto show and several people came there smoking and doing all and they were all um, some of them did not know jesus they, some of them did not i asked one person uh, but anyway i'm going to make the story short i mean that they were doing the community service for them to come in so that it opens a door for us to reach them. We were trying to reach we have people who can do animation, we have people who can do uh, teach English, we have people who can guide us. They want to become someone something in their career but they don't know what course to take, how to approach there, So we have friends, uh, we have people who can guide them so we help you counsel them and as we're helping them, sitting with them from a day to day basis we become friends. It's easy to open the bible to a friend than to a stranger they've never come to church but this activity brings them to church guess what some of those young people they are not only saved they are teaching in our youth ministry i was thrown in the prison we did not stop we preached to the prisoners i was taken to the court for 2 years they would call in the morning keep us there every person who walks into the court we had time to sit with them they will come they will sit with us, we'll give the gospel, they will go into the court, they will go. And then the next person comes. But we are there from morning until evening. And we are, we are irritated. Why are you calling us in the morning if our time is in the? They just want to do that because they want to lay our heart on that we never want to preach again. But we said, you take us anywhere, you put us anywhere, we'll do nothing but preach the name of Christ. So today we're supporting... Pastors, we're trying to raise men and youth ministries, teen ministries. Now we have a ground floor. We're trying to build uh, build a second floor for these Sunday school children, for the young people to have classes. So this is a project of twenty thousand dollars, phase one and phase two. We want to build the first the uh, the front portion that's going to cost us another fifteen thousand dollars. But initially to begin with, we want to put a roof and put a partition walls. The Sunday school people to come in there and they can have their lessons on a systematic basis. Would you pray for that project to be accomplished? That we build the second floor and the next time when I come, I come with pictures with the ministry, which is so flowing. And uh, probably in those pictures, Brother Gary and Helen would be there because I'm thinking they come during that time, probably they are the ones who are going to inaugurate the second floor of the building. Amen. Praise the Lord. And right now, Manipur is. Would you pray for Manipur? They have closed the state and uh, uh, they've, been, they've been killing pastors. They've been, they've been burning, and vandalizing the church properties. 4,500 plus churches they've attacked in the state of Manipur. They killed, they abused women and children, raped, and did some going which I cannot explain in words. You can get onto the Google and see for yourself. But as the persecution increased, the work of god increased people were moved compassion and afflictions when you see affliction when you see persecution when you see people in need when you see people in tears what would you do would you just sit quietly and say i'm praying or would you step into action the way several churches we joined and we came onto the roads and we let our voice be heard On human rights, we need justice for the people of Manipur. Today, Manipur is burning. Tomorrow, it could be us. It could be you. It could be anyone here. So when affliction comes, there must be a vision and a burden. Not just I'll pray for you, but getting onto the knees and weeping, crying, begging God to intervene so that the help, goes to them the work of God cannot be stopped by the devil and we will never give them the authority to Satan no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper that's what the Bible says he that is in you is greater than that he that is in the world so here I want to bring a small devotion from the book of Nehemiah chapter number one and Nehemiah chapter number 1 verse 1 says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the month of Chesliu in the 20th year, as I was in the Sushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and said, the men of Judah, and asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And Nehemiah heard this. When Nehemiah learns of the distress of the remnant in Jerusalem. I want to tell you, his heart was broken. The people of Judah and the city of Jerusalem were in a terrible condition. For 150 years, Nebuchadnezzar and the armies of Babylon had invaded Israel and carried them as captives. The walls were burnt. The walls were, the Bible says they were in great affliction. The wall of Jerusalem was broken down. The gates were burned with fire. And the Jews desperately needed someone who can stand and do something to help these people. They needed someone who's different. They needed someone who was broken. They needed someone who had compassion. They needed someone who would care. They needed someone who would know the heart of God, to understand the heart of God, what he wants to do, and to do exactly what God meant them to do for They needed someone who had been captured by the God and who was set on fire by the Holy Spirit to go to rebuild what Satan is trying to tear down. He's trying to tear down in our churches He's trying to tear down something we built in our homes. He's trying to tear down every place we're trying to build. And I'm telling you, if you do not have the vision like the vision of Nehemiah, to understand the affliction, understand the reproach, which is coming to our God. We'll never rise from our feet. We'll just sit there and say, I'll pray about it. I'll think about it. But Nehemiah is not that man. God had such a man in this place. His name was Nehemiah and he was being prepared by a God as a vessel to be used in a great way to build with God, for God, for the glory of God, for the extension of God's kingdom, for the glory to come back, for the former glory of Jerusalem to come back, for people can rejoice how God fulfilled the promises again. So Nehemiah, when he heard this particular situation, the Bible says it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. We need people who can really pray like Nehemiah prayed. We need people who can, who can really cry or fast like uh, Nehemiah did. Nehemiah enjoyed security and prestige the way we are enjoying today. Amen? We, we do not have we're not, we're not in a position like Manipuris. We're not in a position where the people, the people of Jews are there. But we are, we are in a comfortable position. That's how the Nehemiah was. He was the king's cupbearer. So there was no reason for him to ask about the needs of the people of hundreds of Jews over there. But he did. reason he did is because he was concerned. He loved Jerusalem. He loved God. He loved the word of God he loved the vision of God and that's why he cared and that's why he asked how do you respond when you learn that others are hurting? How do you respond when your sons and daughters are not the way they are to, supposed to be blessed? How do you respond when churches are, are going down? How do you respond when things are not working? Will you respond as, as Nehemiah responded in chapter number 1 verses 1 to 3? There's a great distress. But here is a man of prayer. He tells about a great God. Verse four: it came to pass when I heard this word that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. A man of prayer. You'll find 10 of his prayers in this book. In Nehemiah chapter number 1 verse 4, two, chapter number 2 verse 4, chapter number 4 verse 4. I'm not going to read all of them, but some of them. Hear, O all God, for we despise and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. His prayers were not just some generic, general prayers. His prayers were well thought. His prayers were well devoted. His prayers were well understood. He understood the need of the people. He understood what needs to be done. He understood what is broken. He understood what what kind of help is required. He understood what he needs to do to get the job done. That's why he prays a prayer the way he prayed. Chapter number six, verse nine says, For they all made us afraid, saying their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, he says, strengthen my hands. People of God I want to let you know That the enemy Knows what we are doing The enemy knows what we are doing The enemy is going to be very quick to fight us He's not going to simply sit there When you begin to work for God When you begin to give for God When you begin to run for God When you begin to uh, Do anything for God The enemy is going to come Against you He will never allow you so I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you is Nehemiah had opposition. So I'm saying expect opposition. If you're doing the work of God in the way it is supposed to be done, there will be opposition because the devil will be offended. If you get close to God, you're going to offend the devil. You want to offend whom? You want to offend your God? or you offend the, It's better to offend the devil. So get close to God. Get close to God. And here is a note, the different weapons that the enemy used then and still uses today. In chapter number 4, verse 1 and two, 6, if we see the people, the enemy wants you to think that your work is not important. You know, many times I had the thought, I was doing a better job. What is this going from church to church? What is this going after people, asking them, begging them? You know, what, what is this? I have to just wait hours. It, it, after working all this, all I get is an opposition, a blame, an accuse. That's the enemy. That's the enemy. He's going to make you think like that. That you're too weak to do it. The enemy wants you to think that your work is not important, that you're too weak to that if you will not be able to finish it, it will not last, even if you will start. We don't have to bother whether it lasts or not. We got to start what God has asked us to start in faith. The job of continuing it, the job of getting things done is his. We have to do our, our part. Amen. We have to do our part. So the enemy wants to disappoint you. So he say, he's, he's trying to mock them. He, he uses the weapon of mockery. In other words, he wants you to believe that it is worth. it is not worth it all. He wants you to quit the job. He wants you to stop doing what you're doing. Just keep it in mind that it is God's work and therefore a great work. No matter how small it is, whether in India or my friend in, uh, I'm sorry, Honduras or Dominican Republican, wherever it is, no matter how small, if hundreds, thousands of people are in the church and there are only 10 people, do you think God is going to make a difference? It is the same work, it's a great work. Keep the greatness of God before your eyes. And that's why here, we see Nehemiah praying a prayer, which is, he's, he, he keeps on, he, keep, he says, I believe you're a great God. Chapter number one, verse five, he says, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Look at verse number six. Let than a year, now be attentive, and then I used to be open. Thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant. I pray thee now, day and night. He not only fasted and prayed and wept bitterly. He came onto his knees. He was chastising his body. He was trying to get out of his comfort zone. He doesn't want to be, you know, accustomed to his regular, regular life, regular entertainment life, or regular comfortable life, or regular, uh, uh, earning life or a life of glory, but he's trying to get off all of that and he's trying to come to a place where his heart is broken, where he understands that that is how the heart of God is. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number two, verse five, let this mind be also in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We cannot work if we do not have the mind of Christ. We cannot serve if we do not have the mind of Christ. And we have to work at it. In order to work at it, we need to love Christ more. Every day, love Christ more. If we love Christ more, there are greater things we don't want to do. We don't want to leave them for the lesser things. You know why we love the entertainment? We know how, why we love the world. We know why we, we conform to this world because we are not focusing on how much God loved us. I never want to give up something for the lesser things for what have for the greater things and everything you work for God really matters in this life and the life to come after death you shall carry no nothing into the into nothing you brought you brought nothing into this world you carry nothing out of this world but you carry something your works will follow you and before Before my call comes to reach heaven, I must see, like Apostle Paul, I must fight a good fight. I must finish the race. I must finish well. I must complete it. I must keep my faith. So it's a day of great reproach for the people of God. The great city of Jerusalem was no longer beautiful and the Jews were no longer powerful, but one man made the difference. And I'm asking you, would you be that man or woman who can make a difference in your homes, in your, in your job places, at your, in your community, in your church, or on the mission field? Wherever God plants you, will you be that man, man who will bring a difference, will make the difference? And the Jews were no longer powerful, but one man made the difference, and Nehemiah led the Jews from great reproach to great rejoicing. Here's chapter number 1, verse 3 says, verse number 1, 3 says, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captive there in the province are in great affliction and approach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. But Nehemiah got up, and Nehemiah prayed. Verse number 7 We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If eat transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations, but if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though they were of you cast out into the uttermost parts of the heaven, yet will I gather them. He's trying to remember the promises now. Amen. First, he praises God. He worships God. The Bible says he, he's, he, he's trying to worship. He, in his calamity, he's, he's trying to exercise prayer with the visionary praying. He, first, he, he praises God for who he is. Right? And then he prays day and night. He goes before the God and pray until the answer came. Amen? We pray and then forget the prayer which we prayed. And when the answers came, we, we get shocked. We get shocked. Amen? Uh, there was a church. And it was properly running. They were, they were praying. They were singing. They were worshiping. Uh, witnessing. A bar comes in, in front of a church. Somebody opens a bar. The alcoholic comes and makes all kinds of, uh, you know, noises and all of that. And one day the bar on the bar, something from heaven falls. A fire comes in, okay, and the bar burns. And fire and the bar goes and puts a case in the court saying, the church people prayed, and that's why <laughs> the bar is burned. And the church people, we have nothing to do with that. We never prayed. We never ask God to do that. I mean, I'm saying the unbelievers are believing more in prayer than the people in the church. The unbelievers think that there is power in prayer because they prayed, God
0: judged us.
7: So we need to pray in a way that we get answers from, from the Lord. And verse number six, he involves penitence, feeling sorrow for having done wrong. Or repentance right he's asking God to forgive my sins forgive the sins of my father because nothing should stop from God to blessing for, for God to bless us nothing should stop for our prayers to be answered and that's why the Bible says in Psalms chapter 66 verse 18 for regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me amen and here verse number 8 he says visionary praying involves promises he tries to remember he has promises that his promises will always be fulfilled how many of you believe God is true to his promises? Once his promise is going to fulfill that promise, and he did it again and again and again. He did it in my life. Visionary praise involve partners. So here again, Matthew chapter number 18, verses 19 says, Again, I say to you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of thy Father which is in heaven. We need partners, and that's where missionaries come to you. Amen. Amen. Visionary praise involves petitions. Philippians chapter number 4, verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Nehemiah finally gets around to what is in his heart at this moment. He's merely praying for the Lord. But here is a pagan king comes. Why are you sad, Nehemiah? Why is your heart so sad? Why your face doesn't look all right? Is there a problem? And Nehemiah says, yes, there is a problem. I mean the problem of your fellow brothers is not just a problem, it is seen in our eyes, it is seen in our heart, it is seen in our words, it is seen in our tears. When you you look at the Nehemiah, when you look into the face of Nehemiah, you read the problem of Jerusalem. You get the report of the great reproach that Jerusalem is in. I mean we need to be broken in such a way that when people look at us, they must see Jesus in us. They must see Jesus' heart for that particular mission. And king is able to read that. And he says, why should I not be sad when my brethren are in great reproach? And he asks a permission for the pagan king. And the pagan king says, not only gives him permission, he writes a letter of recommendation, he gives him all that he needs. I'm saying, a pagan king can understand the need Of a praying man. And why not the church? Amen? People of vision embrace providence. Verse number 11. I'm going to finish. Done. O Lord, I beseech thee, let thy ear be attentive. The prayer of thy servant and the prayer of thy servant who desire to fear the name and prosper. I pray thee thy servant this day. And grant him mercy in the sight of the man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Look at this man. One man made the difference from great reproach to great rejoicing. Chapter number twelve, verse forty-three. The Bible says, "Also that day, that day, twelve forty-three, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy." The wives also and the children rejoice, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard. Even afar off. Amen. The same people who reproach, who brought the reproach, who disappointed, or discouraged, who made fun. The Bible says they, they 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 try to stop them from every way. They try to mock them, they try to threaten them, the Bible says, and then they brought to frighten them by their plans to break down everything. But the Bible says, God was with this man of vision called Nehemiah. One man he rose up and then so many people came after. It is not just the duty of a pastor. It is not the duty of a youth leader. God is looking for one man. But if you pray on your knees, if you weep, God is going to bring you a team. Gideon and his 300 men. And here it says the army of 2,000. Amen. Amen. Likewise, everyone will have an army if you can pray. And today I'm blessed that even in my absence, the ministry is still going on. Because God gave faithful men and women who can carry the vision which God has given to the leader, my father, the founder, and I'm just carrying on. The day my father died, everybody was, uh, I, was uh, I was not yet ready because I was here. Um, and uh, everybody think, what's going to happen to the ministry? But today, the tears, the fastings, the prayers, the way they cried before God for the work of God to accomplish. Even after my father has gone to heaven, his work, his ministry is still going on. The legacy is still going on. The same anointing is still going on. I would say it's double anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. It is not because of me or it is not because of any man. The glory belongs to God alone. Shall we pray? I'm not going to take my time of Dr. Gary. As Brother Gary comes to preach, let's pray. Who does the work? Some people are constructionists who help to get the job done. Some people destroy what others are building, busy tearing things down. Some people, there's a group, another one who's obstruct all the time, who create problems for the people who are doing the work. I want to ask you this question. Here is a man man of vision man of prayer a man who could get things done a man who was a leader a man who was too willing to do extra can't you do something more for God you would say I've been doing this I've been doing that but this this morning I want to ask you put a question can't you do this can't you do a little more for God there's a place of ministry for everyone in the church. If you have a mind to work, the priest, the rulers, the craftsmen, the dedicated woman, God sometimes brings outsiders to help us. And some people just go behind the call of duty and do extra work. The significant thing is that they cooperate as they serve the Lord. But don't be surprised if some people do nothing. You don't take their example, but take the example of Nehemiah. And the team of Nehemiah. In which group are you this morning? Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time that you have given me to share the burden. Lord, give the thoughts which are kept in my mind. Lord, I pray for Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church, every believer, every man, every woman, every child of God, every youth, every young man, young woman, and every child. Lord, every teen, every adolescent, Lord, that you will do your work and you will lay a burden for a portion of the world, Lord. The purpose of church is missions, and you have given us that great commission and help us, Lord, to have great adventures, new adventures every day as we launch out into this world. Wherever you take us, wherever you plant us, Lord, help us, Lord, to make best use of the resources which you have given us. Father, I give you all glory and honor and power. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen
8: and amen. When I see the sunrise in the morning When I